Hello everyone and welcome back to Nerd Talk. We got a few things to talk about today. We're going to be talking about Mission Impossible Rogue Nation part uh, not Rogue Nation. <laughs> Mission Impossible uh Dead Reckoning part 1 and uh we'll also be talking about Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny and a few other things that happened since last night cuz it's been a bit since we've done an episode We've had a couple week hiatus. So uh, in between then and now, we got Superman Lois Lane cast, as well as Hawkgirl, uh, Mr. Terrific, and who is the other one that I'm missing? Hawkgirl, Mr. Terrific, uh, they cast, uh, uh, Metamorpho, Gardner. and Guy Gardner. Okay, so that's who was cast. So I guess we can go over that. Uh, I think the Superman Lois Lane casting is really good, as far as looks go. I haven't seen yeah. them in anything but I heard they're good and stuff. I've seen clips of them that people post on Twitter and they seem good. So, I'm happy with the casting of Superman Lois. Um, Hawk Girl, the girl they get cast for that is super young. I think she's like 22. So, that'll be interesting. Um, I'm kind of... Uh, Guy Gardner is super old. <laughs> they got Nathan yeah, Fillion who, if he is younger, great. But he's like, he's pretty old. So, I don't know. Very old. Yeah, I don't know why they got... Uh, him to play guy gardner yeah it doesn't it doesn't make a whole lot of sense especially with um like with with, like how old are hal and john gonna be then like hal's gotta be hella old yeah or or probably not i'm betting he won't be it's just for some reason guy gardner will be the old guy of the group which doesn't make a whole lot of sense also it's kind of weird because uh before he said this is gonna be like year two for superman or something like that like he'll already have been superman for like a year or two and if that's the case and there's already three green lanterns it's like, man, Superman's really late to the game. There's already, like, multiple human Green Lanterns. There's already, like, um, there's already a bunch of other heroes. It's like, that'll... Okay, we'll see how this goes with Superman coming in later instead of him being towards the beginning. Because I thought they were going to be like, okay, we had the, you know, like, the World War II JSA, and they've been around for a while, and then, like, Superman will be, like, the new age of heroes. But now it's just been like, nah, there's been a lot of people. Um, the casting so far seems good. Just I'm a little bit worried with all these heroes being in Superman's movie because we've seen James Gunn's done great with ensemble movies. We have not seen him make a solo superhero movie. Like I have no clue how he is with that. And I really hope he doesn't just turn this into an ensemble movie because he doesn't know how to do a solo movie. I, I believe he said that uh, like Clark and Lois are the forefront of the movie, which is good, yeah. but we'll see. <laughs> So they are the protagonists, the clear protagonists, is what he said. All right. Well, we'll see how that goes. I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping it's good, but who knows? Um, I think that was basically all the news. There hasn't really been anything else other than that casting. Since uh, we, got, we got the final Blue Beetle trailer. Are you like far away from your mic or something? You uh, sound. We got the final Blue Beetle trailer. Ooh, I gotta turn you down a bit now. I had to turn you up because you were like, you sounded real far away. Yeah, the Blue Beetle trailer, which it looks like, um... I don't think it looks good. It looks very generic and like, uh, it looks kind of like an early superhero movie. Like one that would have come out in like 2009. I love the suit. The suit is fantastic. The suit's perfect. It looks like the villain's just gonna like suck ass and not be very interesting in the movie. Yeah, you know, it reminds me of kind of Ant-Man 1 where it's just like, the villain is the same as you. He has his own suit and he's just not as good. Uh, well, it, so. no, that's not Ant-Man 1. That's like 90% of the first superhero movies is the bad yeah. guy was just an evil version of the good guy. That's true, yeah. That's what Iron Man 1 was. That's what, like, that's what Thor 1 was. That's like what a lot of them are is where it's like, hey, here's just... What if it was just the good guy, but evil, you know? 
yeah, that's that's like what a lot of the and that's what they're doing again. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. I I have no clue how this movie makes that any makes money. Me bad. Bad. I think it could be fun. I think it could be fun. I don't think it'll be like amazing or anything. Uh, I think it could be fun, but it also could be bad. So <laughs> we'll see. I, I, I'm not looking forward to it, but hopefully it'll be good. Yeah. All right. Um. And now I got to turn you back up again. Are you do you have any uh, consistency on where you're sitting I'm with sitting your mic? I'm sitting the same away from my mic. I leaned closer when you told me I was too far away. Now I'm just sitting the same distance away. Okay. Because oh. you went back to sounding the same as you were before. All right. Uh, I guess we can get into Mission Impossible. Also, we'll have timestamps in the description if you want to avoid anything. We'll do quick no spoilers and then we'll get into spoilers. But again, timestamps in the description if you want to avoid spoilers for anything or if you want to skip over anything, that will be in the description so you don't got to worry. Uh, this was both of ours most anticipated movies of the year. Movie of the year. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. It came in, as I ranked it in my like 25 movies I've seen this year. It came in at number two for me, just below John Wick 4, which is still my favorite movie of the year. But I really liked it. I thought it was really good. Um, at, like, there's a, The plot's interesting. The action's really good. Uh, the development of Ethan as a character continues to be great under Christopher McQuarrie. The villain's kind of weak, though. Yeah, the uh, villain's a problem. Yeah, and uh, I like the side characters. They're still great in it. There's a lot of interesting questions the movie asks. Um, I will say the beginning is kind of slow, like the first 20 minutes, um, I, until we get to a certain part, it's kind of like, I was like, when's like it going to get interesting? I don't mean like action or anything like that. I'll be like, Oh, it's boring. I mean like, just, just nothing really happened. Like there's a, there is an action scene early on, like the desert that you see in the trailer that felt like it was made by a completely different like person. Like it didn't. That action scene felt so, like, slow and just not well done. It was so weird. Because the rest of the action in the movie is great. But the desert part, I was like, this just... It feels like I had a $5 budget. I also think the desert part wouldn't be as bad. I I won't say it's bad. It's not a bad action scene. But I think you'd like it better if if you weren't, like, waiting 20 minutes to get to that point. I think part of the problem is, like you said, the opening is kind of... It's set up, but it's also like not that intriguing. Like you're yeah, kind of just like that, yeah, it's not intriguing. You're a little bit it. intrigued by like the like they open the movie with with the circumstance that something happens, and, and like that's like sets up the movie. It's intriguing, and then but it it's kind of drags. Yeah, it's not it it, it it it's not that intriguing. So the first real action sequence you get is the desert scene, which is an okay action sequence, but it's not like up to the standard you expect for Mission Impossible. Yes. Especially because, like, you see you see the clips of the trailer of them, like, clearing a room and some other stuff, so you think it's going to be pretty badass, and it just kind of falls as okay, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I guess I'd say that about it. Yeah. But overall, I really liked it. I thought it was great. Uh, I just rewatched, um, in anticipation for this, Rogue Nation, Fallout, uh, and Fallout, in Fallout anticipation like for a, this. Fallout is, like, almost a perfect movie. And Fallout I think so that this falls in between those two in terms of my ranking for ranking those three. I think I like it a little better than Rogue Nation, but I don't like it quite as much as Fallout. But we are going to see it again on Friday. Because um, we oh, got... We had, bef- or Saturday, sorry. Uh, because before we'd even seen the movie, we got uh, tickets for two different showtimes because it's getting kicked out of uh, the premiere formats immediately because of Barbie and Oppenheimer, which sucks. So if you want to see it in IMAX or Dolby, you got to see it opening week... Um, otherwise it just goes to the small screen. It goes to like digital, uh, the digital theaters instead of IMAX or the Dolby theater or whatever your yeah, premium format is. Sony Channel Studios didn't move these movies, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that, uh, my thoughts on the movie are, 
I didn't like it as much when I first came out of the theater. It made it those tired. We saw it at 9.45 at night after a work day. I had to actually drive into work. I, I, I think I agree with Dylan. I think it's probably the second best. Um, uh, I mean, it's really hard because ever since Ghost Protocol, they've been really good, like really good. Um, this one, I think I was trying to hold the Fallout's level, and it doesn't reach Fallout's level. Fallout is so good. I love Fallout. Um, but this one, like, I... I, 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 think, I, more, I think it does reach Fallout's level. It's just not as consistent as Fallout. I, Man, man, that's part of reaching its level. I think it's it's the getting. To it doesn't that have the consistency it. of uh, it also of Fallout. Have the villain. It doesn't have the villain either. No, it doesn't have the villain. Like um, Saul Malay and John Lark are much better villains than uh, the villain we get in this. The yeah. guy, the uh, guy that plays the villain, in this is great, but his character they they should have done have more great, to him. He doesn't really have a great character. Uh, Haley Atwell's character is really good. Yeah, she's um, great. I was a little upset a couple times, but I won't get into that because kind of spoilers. Um, but she's great in it. Tom Cruise is great. His team's great um yeah everything every everything it's a great movie like it's hard like it feels like i'm saying bad th- like i feel like i'm saying it's all like bad things about it but i, I really enjoyed the movie at the top the top five movie this year for sure and it's probably second best friend you should definitely go see it. it it's an awesome movie just unfortunately it, i thought it was gonna be better than or i wanted it to be as good as fall and it's not but i shouldn't i shouldn't get mad at that because it's still a great movie so. it's really good and also it does something that a lot of movies fail to do nowadays which is it it, it is a the first part of a story that is going to continue, but it feels like its own movie and you can judge it all on its own movie. It's not also, like something like the force awakens or uh, into the spider verse where it's like, well, it's just it's setting something up. So you can't judge anything about the movie because yeah. of like, no, there's you can like this movie does a great job being like, Oh, I can't wait to see what happens next. But also it finishes this part of the story yeah. in a great way. It like, like they did that. Fantastic. I think, I think the big issue I have with the movie is the fact that, the villain is probably the weakest part. And after the last movie's villain was so good and you were and you felt the threat and stuff. And this one has like a big threat, obviously it's like a world ending threat and stuff, right? But it's just the, the villain doesn't seem as present and it's uh I guess its motivation is there. But it's just I just didn't like the villain as much as the last one. But it's still a great movie. Definitely go see it. An awesome movie. I, I should talk better about it. I loved it. Yeah. So, Alright. Uh oh the only other thing I'll say before we get into spoilers is one thing I was disappointed in was because the trailers and everything said shot for IMAX, but they have no expanded axe spec ratio shots in the movie, which is kind of disappointing. The movie looks amazing. The action and everything is shot so well, and I thought we were going to get that expanded axe spec ratio like we got with Fallout for like the big scenes, like when he does the, uh, the jump off the mountain off the uh, motorbike with parachute, and then it never did it. And then I Googled it, and I was like, what, what was going on? They're like, yeah... It, they did use IMAX cameras that shot for IMAX, but they kept it cinema sto- scope. They never did this uh, expanded aspect ratio. I was like, ah, because I just rewatched Fallout, and it is so cool when he walks to the back of the plane and then it switches to the IMAX aspect ratio, and it does it so smooth. I'm like, this is sick. I was waiting for that in this movie, and we never got it. That's just a small gripe, but still, I was like, ah, I hope we get it for uh, for part two. Um, but yeah, amazing movie. My second favorite yeah. movie of the year. Highly recommend it. It starts off a little slow. Uh, overall, everything is fantastic. It's just the villain's a little weak and it starts a little slow. But still, well worth your time. And my second favorite the move, movie yeah, of the year. Yeah, definitely go see it. Also, this is one, I don't know how long how long the runtime is. It's got to be over two and a half hours. It still doesn't feel like two and a half hours. Yeah, it's a little slow in the beginning. But this movie, it's not. For oh me, yeah, the pace. Spider Verse. Yeah. Where Spider Verse felt like it took forever. This movie, Spider-verse. I was like, this movie is is going, going, going. Um, the, the pacing's great. Uh, and also, like, 
besides putting the villain aside, there's a lot, there's a lot of characters in this movie, some new ones, some returning ones, and they all are like interesting characters. That you're always like, oh, that's cool. To see I, that I think the character work is our other than the villain. Uh, I think for the main crew, the character work in this is arguably better than Fallout. Maybe, yeah, but it's uh, uh, right. yeah. The only real weak part is the villain. It's a great movie. Uh, definitely go see it. All right, so I think now we're going to get into spoilers. So, again, okay. in the description, I'll have timestamps for the spoilers. So if you want to skip this and hear us talk about Indiana Jones because you don't want to get uh, Mission Impossible spoiled because you haven't seen it yet, you can just look in the description, and I will have the timestamps so you can skip that and not worry about getting spoiled. So, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. We are getting into uh, we are getting into Mission Impossible spoilers. Definitely All right, spoilers. so we'll talk with what we were complaining about, the villain. The actor that plays him is great. I actually the like the, I like the AI component, but the guy himself, you don't get enough. All you get is like one flashback of like he shot a girl Ethan cared about, and then he kills someone Ethan cares about in the main in main time, and that's like like you don't really get anything to his character. You, you, I like that you see him do things and he's a threat, but like he just doesn't. He didn't feel like he has no, much he, of a presence, he, he, and he, I didn't he, he like just, find him interesting. No, he just kind of feels like a henchman that's just kind of there, and that's yeah. another problem I had with him is that. His the AI he's like the AI's man the AI so the, they they call it the entity in the movie it's the evil thing like the US I think the I US liked created, the entity right? I thought I thought that aspect well, well, was let, cool. let, let, let me let me let me so like the entity was created I think by the US government yeah and like who like like sneaked it, sneak fed it to the Russians so the Russians like were trying it out and that's what opens the movie opens with the submarine getting destroyed by itself because the entity like fooled it and killed it mm-hmm. I went rogue the entity went rogue right surprise AI going rogue. Um, and so the entity is like the, the overarching villain or what they're trying to get. They're trying to get this key that unlocks where like the, the, the entity's base codes at, which is on the summary in the bottom of the Bering Sea. Um, so the so entity in order to like do stuff, it actually needs people, right? It doesn't have robots. So it has, uh, his name's Gabriel in the movie, the villain Gabriel. And my problem with Gabriel was he was just like a henchman and they don't. He doesn't really have any motivation besides that. Like basically, just say he's just he likes an agent to of make chaos, essentially. But and they, I was like, they, it, it didn't I, feel like it didn't feel like a good motivation. Just like, what, why is he so doing this? You never I, really get. I'm personally about that. fine with I him wasn't. just being an agent of chaos, but I wanted to see more of like. I didn't like he, got anything out of it. It was just I, like I want to see more of like expanded upon like how why did he why is he an agent of chaos like yeah, what made yeah, him decide to like where he, he wanted to like that's his lot in life why did he decide that it's just like oh, this is just this guy no, yeah, he's, just, he's just he's just he's just evil to be evil and it was like well what why what's the point and it's not like he just hates ethan hunt because he saw ethan hunt 30 years ago and he decided not to kill him so it's not like he has like some huge vendetta against ethan hunt right like it why doesn't do... yeah it doesn't really make sense, but um, Haley Atlas' character is a is a thief in this movie, and she steal like she's got hired by the by the black or the white the white, white widow, widow white widow yeah to steal a key. So she's in it a lot. Uh, one of the good parts of the movie, like like Dylan mentioned uh, on our car ride last night, was that the entity is like done all these calculations, so it's trying to figure out all the ways it can win. Right, it's it's almost like the Doctor Strange thing where he's like, you know, I saw all ten thousand futures, and there's one in which we win. Right, like the entity is doing all these calculations to see, you know, if this person does this, what happens next? Right, so it's it's a flow chart. It's a, I can't remember what they're called, but like you know, if this decision happens, what's the next decision? Um, and so that like they play with that throughout the movie, which is a good part of it. Like you know, should we do this decision because the entity might be preparing for that versus what should we do here? Uh, and one of the things is uh, probably the like the biggest surprise of the movie is when the the Gabriel tells them at this meeting at this nightclub uh, or this buying buyers meeting that. Either Haley Atwell's character is gonna die, or Rebecca Ferguson's character is gonna die, but one of them is gonna die tonight. 
And if this was Spider-Verse, Miles would get him out of it. Miles said, nah, I'm going to do my own thing and save both of them. (laughs) So Rebecca Perkins, and you know it's going to happen too when she gets to the bridge and Ethan's so far away, like you know he's going to die that Well, that's the thing, like um, early in the movie they do a death fake out with her and I knew she wasn't dead. Like when she's lying there, it's like, yeah, she's not dead. But then the second I saw her show up at the bridge, I'm like, oh, she's dead. Yeah, I (laughs) I wish it wasn't so hard foreshadowed, like, or it wasn't so hard, like as soon as she showed up, you know she's dead. But like I do, all, yeah, I agree. But I do like the fact that, like, 99% of movies, if a character tells the main character that, like, two people that you love, like, you have to choose one, the main character is going to say both. I do like yeah. that, like, they told you and it happened. It was like, That's like I'm saying, that's, that's one of the reasons I love The Dark Knight, remember? You have to yeah. save Harvey Dent or you have to save Rachel and one of them died. So I'm happy she died. I just wish it wasn't so, like, obvious that she was going to die. It's, like you said, as soon as you see her there, you're like, oh, she's dead. Yeah, my girl is... Um, uh yeah which i, I like those as a character she's a great she character that, she doesn't get that much time in this movie unfortunately that kind yeah. of goes to all the to Haley atwell's character i wish we would have got more with elsa so that when she like she's elsa. not in she's not in enough elsa's this movie from they, frozen oh whatever her name is like i wish we would have got more with her this movie that so that when she died you really felt like it because you get her at the beginning of the movie and then you don't really get her anymore until basically she dies i agree it hit me though because i rewatched the only to who other movies she's been in so i was like feeling i was like no, no I, I was sad she died but i wish like <laughs> Like we should have got more. I agree. I agree. She died. It hit harder. Yeah, I agree. Instead, it almost felt like a fast passing of like, oh, Haley, it's a new girl in the squad. Like she's the new one. You know? Yeah. Like the torch is being passed. Yeah. But she does a great job. Haley Atwell does a great job as um. Yeah, I really liked her character. Yeah. Grace, her name. Yes. She's an international thief that's an orphan that comes from nowhere. Yeah. And they do they they do a good job with introducing characters, something that a lot of movies fail at, especially introducing new female characters, which is like, here's a new character. She's really good at these things. She sucks ass at these things. She's like a real person. She's not just yeah. like, oh snap, we gotta make a new strong female character. So she's gotta be the best everything ever and up and like, uh, like outshine our main character. And like, no, you actually have competent writers that wrote this movie. And it's like, she's good at stealing things. She's good at escaping, get out of situations. She sucks at driving. She's not the greatest <laughs> at protecting herself. It's like, oh cool like yeah it's an actual character that's yeah, great at things a, and has flaws i like her character i don't know if i like her as much as what's her name Is, ilsa Isla? i didn't like her as ilsa? much as ilsa no ilsa. i like Isla, ilsa better um but no they, they, her and tom cruise have great chemistry she doesn't really she only like meets with the uh mission impossible team like once really um i also gotta go back and say the first time we see tom cruise like meet his boss this movie is pretty sick that that was trailer. when that was when i first like enjoyed the movie like up until then i was like this is kind of like dragon and then once that part hit from then on i was in yeah he that's he, the part of the movie where he when you see the room get gassed that's him gassing the room so also his, his one guy alone side note that guy that um he wears the mask of the dude with like the white hair has yeah. this like when he has his glasses and mask on has this set looks the exact same as the agent that chased him throughout the movie and that's who i thought that was when i saw the trailer initially i thought it was that guy Oh really? I didn't think it. I I never had that problem. I thought so because if you look at it, the screen, if you look at him in the trailer, it's like it looks just like that guy. I just, he's saw, wearing, like, the I just mask. saw that they come to the meeting. I was like, no one's questioning why this dude is pulling stuff out and painting a gas mask or anything. Well, no one uh, else is looking. It's... But uh, so it was great. Uh, Isla dies. The stunts are great. The train sequence. That, that's is great. the best part of the movie, by the way, in my opinion. The, that section from the club to Ilsa's death is my favorite part of the movie. That whole yeah, section they're... is intense and amazing. The There's editing really is great. Palette. The fight in the alley is yeah. awesome, and I don't know how they filmed that. What, it's fantastic. What, what do you think of what's her name's character? Uh, Palm. Uh, yeah, I was in her character. Uh, I liked her. She was kind of like someone that, like, her whole thing was she just enjoyed violence. Like you could tell, like she was enjoying all that. 
And then she met Ethan. She had never met someone like that in her life. And he spared her life. And it kind of just threw everything she knew out the window. And then she died, like, being betrayed because of this AI. And then she uh, saved Ethan, which the AI predicted she would to help him and betray everyone else. So I, I liked her. She wasn't, like, my favorite character or anything. But I liked her. She's cool. Yeah, I thought she got it was better. At, at first, I was like, this, this feels almost comical with how, like, she's just, like, screaming and stuff about how, like, you know, that like you said, enjoying the violence. But I thought she got better over time. I did think in that, in that, 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 uh alleyway fight scene is really good yeah um, and that that's um part of my problem with the villains in this movie is that like i like her character but the other guy that's like the main guy villain doesn't have much more to his character than she does so you have two no, you don't you have two because like generally you have like you know they're called the heavy like you have the main villain and you have like the heavy which is you know like the muscle the one that's like there to like fight and get and like beat people up and stuff and there's not a whole lot to their character and then you have the main one that is the one that's all built up in this instead you kind of have two heavies in this movie where you have like Two people that are just like, they're good, but they're not like amazing or like anyone's gonna remember them as like cinematic villains that are no, so. No, like great. I thought, I thought we were gonna hear some of the villain like he had a daughter or something, and the AI had like captured his daughter, and that's why he was villains for the AI. No, I didn't you know, think or, we were gonna do that. I thought we were gonna do something more than just he he likes to be evil, and that's kind of and like you said, we don't get like any development with him. We know that Ethan saw him 30 years ago, and that's what got Ethan into the force because he got, like, what, framed for the murder or whatever? Yeah, so. I, I just thought we were going to get something added to the, um, like, he's an agent of chaos. I thought we were going to get something to, because, like, you know, Ethan saw him 30 years ago. I was like, oh, like, was he an enemy agent? Like, something happened. They're like, what, what's going on? I get they don't want to do the Solomon Lane route again because you kind of just had that, but I thought they were going to do something, and instead it's just like, nah, he's just helping this AI because... I, I will... I will say too, like having a physical like main villain, I think helps. And I I, I know that's kind of probably like a, a nitpick, but I, I liked I like you said I like Solomon Lane as a villain. So, um, but no, so this movie, they're, they're, the whole thing is they're trying to get these two keys, but they don't. The good guys don't know what the key unlocks. They just know they don't want bad people like, to get the key. Only two people know what the key unlocks. Yeah, and, yeah, and then only and then the, and then one and then the one guy that knows is the director of the CIA who gets his who gets his throat slit. No, that's the not the director of CIA. Uh, director of uh, defense or something like the that. Director of like its central intelligence or of like not not the CIA but of like. I think overall intelligence yeah. or something like that. Because so uh, Kittredge was like the director yeah, of CIA. Yeah, so he gets he gets his throat slit. So then only Palm's character and Gabriel know. And then Gabriel and then Palm gets betrayed. Um, uh, but of course the bad guy doesn't decide to like cut her. Like he stabs her in the chest. Well, he stabs her. And she her. grabs a gun. And is going to kill him. So he's just uh, like, okay, okay. I don't remember, remember that? that? No, she shoots at him. Because he stabs her and she falls and one of the dead guys has a oh. gun. She grabs the gun and starts shooting at him. And so he just okay, leaves because so he's, like, oh, he's like, ah, oh, she's dead anyways. Yeah, so yeah, then she so she knows what, what like where it's at, what's going. So she tells him at the end of the movie, like, go to the submarine. Um, I liked her it. death. Like, her just, like, contemplating everything that just, like, happened. I'm happy she died. I would have been like, really, she didn't die? Oh, yeah, yeah. If she would have died for the stab wound. I agree. If she would have survived the stab wound, that would have well, actually, is she dead or not? Because remember at the end that one dude says she has a pulse. Oh, yeah. Damn it. She might not be dead. Actually, she's not dead. Really makes I think she's not dead. Cause I, because the other agent says she has a pulse. I forgot about That's that. Stupid. <laughs> uh, so she might not be dead. So, yeah. So we ended up with uh, Ethan and team have the key, which Haley Atwell's character now told. Uh, what's the guy's name? The director of the CIA? What's his name? Kittredge. Kittredge. What did you think of his character? I liked him. Uh, I didn't understand. Like my issue was, 
I don't understand what his motivation is. is well, he... at the end, it seemed like it was revealed that he told Ethan this whole time to destroy it. Because remember, the message plays at the end, which seems like it was like a continuing of the message that played at the beginning. The, you, you know, that plays at the beginning of every movie, which is like your mission is to choose to accept it. It felt like that's what was playing at the end, where he like told him to get it and destroy it. Uh, I, I, I just couldn't understand... Because of the part of the movie where he shows up on the train to buy the key, even though Ethan's after the key, and you're like, oh, he's double-crossing Ethan, but then he's well, sort he's of not... He's not double-crossing Ethan, because he told Ethan before that, like, don't destroy it, the, the government wants to Remember, he told him that. Yeah, I, just, I, I couldn't understand what exactly was going on with his character. No, um, he's, it, like, he's got a cool voice. Also, so, did you think the director, the, 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 like, the big dog director that gets killed, do you think his acting was bad? No. That's freaking uh, the dude from uh, Heavy Metal Jacket, or Full Metal Jacket. Oh. Heavy know. Metal Jacket. <laughs> it's the guy from Full he's... Metal Jacket, and uh, or no, 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 not from Full Metal Jacket. My bad. Uh, no, he's the guy from um, Robin Hood, from the uh, Mel Brooks Robin Hood. His, his, his acting felt like, I don't know, weird to me. He's been in a, and uh, from Princess Bride. He's the main guy oh, in Princess yeah, Bride. Yeah, that's who that is. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know I, I just felt weird to me. I kept thinking like this doesn't feel right. But no, I thought he's um, good. So that's kind of where we left off. The good guys have the key, but uh, Gabriel got away. Um, and Gabriel Gabriel knows what the key unlocks, but they have the key, and they just don't know what. Like, they know they have to go find the submarine now, which is in the bearings. Yeah. So. Also, Simon, did you see that um, that clip of Tom Cruise talking about the the sequence where he does the, like, magic trick with the keys to Haley Atwell? No. So, you know, you, you know that part in the airport where he, yeah, like, makes yeah. up here in the spirit? That was all practical. He did oh, that. Wow. But they're talking about him and Christopher Corey's talking about it took him like 50 tries. <laughs> they're talking about how Christopher Corey kept being like, I can see the key. I can see it. <laughs> and like he's talking about it worked great for the take because Tom Cruise kept getting so pissed. He's like, and now I have this year. He's like, <laughs> he like kept getting so like pissed and into it. That he's like, it worked perfect for the take because it added something a little extra to it. Because he the just kept going. Is, the airport part is good. The airport yeah, part is good. I, you got to I'll, I'll show you that clip after. I, I, I will say, I do wish we got more of his team in this movie. Yeah. I wish we had more of I, his team. I, I think the team stuff is better in this than probably Fallout. Yeah, but I think you got we got more of the team in Fallout. Uh, yeah, because in this, he's separated from the team for yeah. a good bit. And he always uh, is telling him, like, to leave, so I, I like the... I, liked, um, I, I like when his team's around more, when he's and Luther. I agree, but we still, like, the team stuff is so good that it makes up for the lack of them, because um, it, cause they're still in it a good chunk of it, just not as much as the previous movies, and when they are in it, I think it's actually better than the previous movies. Like, uh, the stuff with Luther and Benji is amazing. That part in the airport where he's trying to uh, solve the riddle with the bomb is so good. Yes. And they just ask Ethan, they're like, hey, what's uh?" <laughs> they just ask the riddle. What's always coming, he just, but never arrives. Yeah, he's just like, what? <laughs> that part's great. A nuclear bomb is also, tell me. they do a great thing where they kind of like, um, because the AI can do anything that's like electronic, like or anything that's connected to like the internet or anything like that. And it's like, like basically like Eagle Eye. Yeah, that, yeah. Especially with his like. Yeah, that's Shia LaBeouf, right? Yep. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, yeah. So they play with that because they have a mess with like their comms, their system and stuff. But then there's a part where Benji puts his car in self driving mode. I was like, oh snap! Is the AI gonna do something to this car? And it never does. And I'm no, like, I didn't even think of that. That's a good idea. I didn't even think of that. That's what I would. Uh, you never oh, thought good. of that. No, I, I, was, I it was... messed with me so much because I was like, "When is this gonna mess? When's this gonna happen with Benji?" 
I, and, that been no, good. I thought it was great that they didn't because it put me on the edge the whole time thinking oh, so of I, that. I, I didn't even think of it. See, I, I thought that McCory and like thought of that and I was like, wouldn't this just be a great way to mess with the audience to be like, Maybe hey, he Benji's putting this on uh, on self-driving and now I just mean, for the next 40 minutes, you're just going to be thinking something's going to happen to Benji. Because I was like, I is it, it, what's going to happen to Benji? I was I on edge it. that whole time. And maybe I, maybe I didn't think of it because I was so tired. Because, you know, we didn't get out of the movie until 1 a.m. But um, I didn't even think of that. No, the stunts in the movie are great, too. You can't, you don't get any better stunts in the Mission Impossible movies. Oh, yeah, the stunts are fantastic. Uh, I still think my favorite stunt in the Mission Impossible is either the, um, like you said, the jump, the halo jump. Halo or so good. Burj Khalifa. Those are like my two favorites. Burj Khalifa's uh, great. The, the, the motorcycle stunt, the train stunts in this are great, but they don't top, I don't think they top those two stunts. Those I, two stunts my, you know my favorite? What? When he climbs up. Overall. Overall, when he climbs up the heli and fall out. Rewatching it. Too. Dude, when he runs and grabs onto that yeah, net, the payload, and climbs up. Because he's actually on it. Like, I've seen the yeah. behind the scenes. Like, it. Yeah. And it's in the full IMAX. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And he when he. That, that <sighs> first step, when he first steps out of the Burj Khalifa. Oh, that's the, great. Yeah, no, that all is, of them are great. Punch. All of them are great. But, man, that one's like. That him climbing up the helicopter was that all oh, that helicopter thing. Uh, so, I'll ask you a question. What yeah. car chase sequence did you like better? This oh, one the one, one the John last Wick. one. The, oh, no, John... this one the one John Wick. Because hmm. John Wick takes place in France. This one's in Italy. Which one did you like better? Uh, I like well, this one better. Probably this one, but it's different because John Wick's isn't really a car chase scene. It's not a car chase. He... Not in the pure sense, but it's still no. He, it's not a car chase. He like gets in a car and then drives around, shoots a couple people, and gets no, out and has an insane I think I like fight. Car, I think I like the car chase in the last movie better. And the last one, I, I, that's what better. I thought you were gonna ask. And I was gonna say 100. percent Yes, I like uh, the one, the last one better. Yeah, the last, the last one, 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 the better, was one of my favorite parts of that movie. The the car chase. Um, but the car chase in this is still really good. When they get the little few out 500, and that's like really fun, and I like that a lot. Um, but yeah, I thought the last one had a had a better car chase. Yeah, so. but yeah, John but yeah, John Wick doesn't really count because it's not really like a. Go see this movie though. Go see it. Yeah, it's well. Hopefully, you're not listening here if you haven't seen it. <laughs> we're going, yeah, true. Well, we're going to see it again in three days. Yeah, so. I'm I'm so sad that it's getting kicked out of the premium format instantly. That makes me upset. <sighs> but um, what else? What are we gonna do? Okay, Indiana is Jones. there anything else you want to talk about this before we get into Indiana Jones? No, like you said, I think it does a good job of concluding its own story. They, they yeah. got the objective they were trying to get to. Um, and the audience has enough information. The characters don't, but the audience has enough information to know what they want to go do next. Yeah. Um, which and is I good. The characters don't know, so you can still like go see it with them. And also, that'll be helpful for the audience to like, kind of remind them, you know, while the characters are learning next time you see the movie. So, like, if, if, if you're not like Dylan, you don't watch you don't rewatch this movie until the next movie in theaters... They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to figure out what what's what what the key is for. So that's gonna help the audience remember. So I I like that aspect of it. But I think it did a good job of wrapping up what it was trying to accomplish and also giving you enough information so you're not like completely like, what is even the key for? What's gonna happen next movie? Like you you know what it's for, but they still have to get there. Um, and I also think it's a set of expectations so you're not like completely bummed out when you find out what the key is for because you already know. So yeah. And uh, yeah, you seem to have liked it more since we initially saw it. When we get out of theaters. That's what I said. That's what I said. I you seemed really it. bummed. <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably I was just so tired. Maybe yeah, because when we got out of theater, you were like, "Yeah, it was." No, I, good. I, that's what I said. I said when we started, I thought I, I I think I was too hard on it when I first came out of theater. Mm. So all right, well, I'll be interested to see what you think after Saturday. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's it for Mission Impossible. We will get into uh, Indiana Jones now. So. Ugh. uh 
we'll just jump straight into spoilers for Indiana Jones because of the fact that uh that like it's been out for a couple weeks now and I don't really care to talk about non-spoilers for it. So you want to just jump straight into sucks. spoilers. The movie sucks. The his goddaughter sucks. Uh the villain is okay until he's an idiot. There's a so, part hold, of the movie. let's talk about the villain real quick. I'm oh, kind of... There's a fucking part There's a part of the movie where they go back to like 2 century BC and there is a fight of ships like ships in water Naval ships yeah. and this airplane from 1945 or no 1969 decides to fly 100 feet above these ships instead of just flying up 200 feet I, I'm going to be honest, I think 100 might be giving them a little too much. I think yeah, they were like 50, 50 feet. feet above. This yeah. is the dumbest pilots I've ever seen. Yeah, that part was really oh stupid. Oh my goodness. Alright, so first off, one of the things I think was lazy and dumb, there's a lot of lazy and dumb stuff in this movie, uh, is the fact that they use Nazis again. For, like, we got no, Nazis. Uh, are, Nazis, it, are Nazis are like, well, Nazis are like the Death Star in Star Wars, where it's like, okay, we got him in the first one. We got him in the third one. All right, we don't need another Death Star. And then they pull the Death Star again. The Force Awakens. It's like, come on. Here it's like, all right, we got Nazis in the first one. Nazis cool. Like- we got Nazis in the Last Crusade. Cool. And then we get him again for this new. One. It's like I've seen him go against that. Like Nazis want a thing. He has to stop him. A thing. I've seen that twice now. I loved it both times. I don't need to see it a third time. It'd be cool if we got someone more interesting. Instead, I, it's like I think, Nazis I think it's again. Fine to have Nazis. Like I think, I think the problem was it wasn't interesting what they were going, like what they were going for. I for... think it would be way cooler if they would have done something else because we already had Spielberg nail it twice, and you're not Spielberg. And no, uh, well, I, Lucas as well because Lucas no, was on writing it. You're not Spielberg and Lucas. I have a question for you, Dylan. Do something new. Dylan, I have a question for you. Uh huh. Did, did Disney take an old man character and turn him grumpy and annoying and hating life and just being a complete crap? crap show now and lost everything that we thought that he held dear and that we thought he cared about yeah that part was really dumb because what disney did that again one no of the few way. one of the good things that crystal king of the crystal skull did was the ending i like that him and marion got married i like that because you know he's freaking like 65 or whatever in that movie and it's like he's not you know the playboy anymore his first love comes back. He turns out he had a kid with her. He didn't even know about it. He settles down. It's like, yes, this is progression of a character. When people talk about, you know, um, don't meet your heroes. No, when people talk about how it's like, oh, you expect him to be the exact same as he was in the last movie. It's like, no, I like the the progression that happened in King of Crystal Skull. Where you know he shouldn't be chasing after a bunch of women at sixty five years old. I like that he settled down. I like that he got married. Like that's good. And this movie starts out and he's just like much dead, which. You didn't notice. I did. Where they're they're going, they're panning through his apartment. And I see just uh, I see Mutt's uh, marine picture, and I see the folded flag, which is what they give to like the family of someone who died in service. And I was like, oh, Mutt's dead. And then like halfway through the movie, uh, Indiana Jones goes, my son joined the war and died. And I was like, I already knew that. I didn't know they were gonna actually address it, her, and that pushed her marriage apart because he couldn't he couldn't talk with Marion about it or anything. Well, no, Marion like couldn't ever get over it or handle it, so he became a drunk. They never really used anything about the drunk angle though. It was weird. It was like he drank, but he never really actually. It's got... a ti- it's a typical. It's Dylan. It was just a typical. What if what does someone do when they get depressed? They just drink, and when they get older, they just drink. That's all it was. There was yeah. no thought put into it. And like I heard a lot of people praising the beginning of this movie, um, the opening where it's young CGI. I'll say the CG is really good for the most part yeah. on that. Like the de aging is actually really good, which apparently they spent like three years on, like just on that opening sequence. Um, but man, 
the there is like a shot of him running on top of the train at night and it's just a cg body double and it it's looks weird. horrible it's weird. and it's funny like, because we just saw point, hold, on, hold on we just saw mission impossible where we have two guys actually on top of a train fighting you see the behind the scenes that they released where they're on the train moving doing fights and it's like it's, man <laughs> we have that and then this they couldn't get a real stuntman on top of a train they use a cg double like come on it's like it's like we watched witcher we watched episodes of witcher the other day and there's a shot of uh theory on horseback that looks absolutely awful oh it's like, yeah why are these shots even in the movie slash show there's no reason for it. like it doesn't add anything like seeing him on top of the we already know he's on top of the train we don't need to see that awful shot of him being cgi running on top of the train it doesn't add anything it just makes you go that cgi is awful and like my one of my biggest complaints with this movie is that like there's a lot of action in it but it feels very dull and boring, boring. and there's no energy to it like no. you, you watch the original Indiana Jones movies, even King of Crystal Skull, and there's a lot more energy to it. There's a lot more excitement to the action. And this, it just feels like by the numbers, like modern, like eh. It's like man, really? Like Mangold, this is what you pull out for? And it's not like it's being held back by eighty-year-old Indiana Jones, uh, eighty-year-old uh, Harrison Ford. I'm talking about the scenes where he's not like Harrison Ford has nothing to do with it. And it's like, like the beginning. It's like this just feels really like lacking energy. It just, eh, it feels dull. And that's like, that's this movie in a nutshell to me. It's just dull. Like, I didn't yeah. care about anything that was going on. The best part of the movie, the only part that I actually like enjoyed was the auction, which is the part in the trailer you see where he whips all, where he whips all around and then everyone pulls a gun on him. Um, and where you get the capitalism line. That was the best part of the movie. So that part was the best part of the movie. Uh, that whole sequence and the auction. I like that. I thought, Oh, this is fun. And then it goes back to there's also there's some like dorky little kid in this that I felt like all of his lines were dubbed for some reason. It was really weird. No, I, I, I felt like that about halfway through his parts. Um, there's parts where he, he feels he feels dumb. Well, and he, gets, also, he gets he gets away in some of the stupidest ways possible, too. And also the heavy in this movie gets murdered by that child. In a really dumb way. Like, I was wondering, I was like, what are they going to do with him? Because 80-year-old Harrison Ford can't fight this guy. He can't have a fist fight with him like he did with the Dune Raiders or Temple of Doom or anything like that. Like, is he going to shoot him? Is the, uh, his goddaughter going to do something? Like, what's going to happen? Snow, they fall through a bridge, which is magically reconstructed later, by the yeah. way. But they exactly. fall through a bridge, and they the kid that can't swim swims and yeah, handcuffs him. And so he anyone that knows, dies. Anyone that can't swim, you don't learn to swim all of a sudden when you're in a rushing freaking. Oh uh, yeah, river. he that kid be dead. Um, uh, and yeah, he kills the guy and learns how to swim. Amazing. Yeah, it's oh man. Antonio Banderas is in it, and he's good. That, for all of that, Tim uh, that's what I wanted to say. Was this movie showed me a way better movie within it, which is a team up between Harrison Ford and Antonio Banderas, where they're doing something. I thought, oh man, that would have been. Imagine if Harrison Ford is retired, he's married to Marion, Mutt's still alive, but Mutt's somewhere else. Because Mutt's a grown adult, he doesn't even need to be in the movie. Like, oh, Mutt moved across the country and is doing whatever. Like, you could easily do that. Him and Marion are happy. Then Antonio Bader shows up and is like, you owe me because of, you know, he's this guy that was part of his history. And Indiana Jones is an honorable guy. So be like, crap, I'm sorry, Marion, but I have to. And so they go on an adventure together and be like, that would be way more interesting. Yeah, it would have been, but. Because uh, Antonio Banderas is great, but as soon as I he just, showed up, I knew he was gonna die. Like when he showed up, too, yeah. he doesn't. I forgot how much his normal voice is just puts in boots. I was like, yeah, that too it was hilarious. Yeah. Also, speaking uh, speaking of voice, that's something that threw me off about uh, D.H. Harrison Ford. Is he sounds like eighty year old Harrison Ford? Yeah, yeah, so when he's talking, it's like, oh, that is not. Uh, let's talk about. Um, I don't remember her name, but the goddaughter in this movie. Oh like, man, what? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But before we get into that. 
Can you remember what her nickname was? I can't remember. It was like an animal or something. It wasn't... Wombat. Wombat. There you go. Okay. Wow, so you remember? Wombat's character in this movie is so pathetically bad. They're trying to make her like snarky Indiana Jones, but she's a piece of crap. She's a terrible person. All she wants to do is... is uh, She gambles, and all she wants to do is, is steal these artifacts and sell them for money, which goes against everything Indiana Jones stands for. Like, literally everything the movies he did stands for, she goes against. She's, a, she's annoying. She's a jerk. She's rude. She's mean. Uh, See, I she's think not good at all. She's not. She's very unlikable. I think that stuff could have worked if they would have leaned more into her being a piece of crap instead of kind of trying to redeem her at the end. If they wouldn't have done the redeeming stuff, if they really would have just leaned into she's just a bad person, piece of garbage. I think I would have actually enjoyed her. But character. no, you do they work. It's Disney. Not but not instead, they like try to redeem her at the end. It's like yeah. Uh, Speaking of, let's talk about the end of this movie real fast. Also, before we get into the end, I just want to talk about um, the lack of logic in multiple parts of this movie. Like we talked about earlier, there's a part where the kid's on a bridge with the big guy. We've been shown that's the only way in and out of there is that bridge. The bridge gets destroyed. They go, and then on the way back, we see them go across that same bridge, and it's not destroyed. No clue how that happens. Also, in the beginning, what really threw me off is... uh, Indy is captured by the Nazis. He escapes because the bomb thing happens. He somehow survives. Whatever. Uh, he then goes and knocks out a Nazi driver, and uh, the guy's uh, body is outside the car, like right outside the driver's side door. And he takes his like disguise and just sits in the driver. Multiple guys tr- come from the driver's side and just get in the Nazi car and don't care about the incapacitated body right there and go, driver, take us to location. It's like. Th- there's a passed out Nazi right there. No one's going to wonder how that happened. There's like so many just because I'm not talking about lacks of logic in Indiana Jones where like, you know, there's a lot of like fantastical stuff. I mean, just like basic stuff like, wait, what? Why is no one wondering about the unconscious guy right there? Why is that bridge magically reconstructed? Just things where no one thought about it when they're making the movie because no one cared. Like stuff like that. Sorry, but yeah, go there's, ahead. There, there's so many dumb things like that in the movie. I, I couldn't address them all or else we'd be here all day. Um, so the whole point of the movie is they're trying to get this Dial of Destiny that Archimedes made back in, like, when they were getting attacked by Rome, Sicily, or whatever, who, whoever it was, Syracuse was getting attacked. And basically the Dial of Destiny means you can rewind any point in time and enter a portal through there. Now, the part that doesn't make any sense is the portal opens up in the middle of the sky. So how the F would anyone get it, get into it, they didn't have an airplane? Like, how did Archimedes make this that it opened the sky? And they find Archimedes great, and he has a watch from our time period. You also, also see, like, the propellers on these angels or whatever the hell they are, phoenixes. Anywho, the bad guys get in there, they get in this plane, and they take off, and they go to the portal. And Harrison Ford's like, wait a second, don't go through that portal because the, some, the Coriolis effect or whatever, it's not going to be the right coordinates. And this is when they, no, they still go through. because of continental drift. Yeah. So they go through the portal, and it takes them back to whatever it was. Whatever time period Archimedes is at, they take them back there where Rome is sacking Syracuse, and this is the dumbest part of the movie, when he freaking flies over these ships, and they don't just go up 100, 200 feet. They get hit, the, the Harrison Ford's plane, Indiana Jones' plane, gets hit by an arrow, gets down. The dumbass kid is in the flew behind him in a, fly, in a plane before, and we know he can. he's practiced flying because the first time you see him, he's practicing talking to a pilot about how you fly a plane. Never actually done it, but he does it this time. And anyway, Harris Ford lands on the beach, and Archimedes comes out to him and his goddaughter. He's like, I'm shot, I'm going to die. Leave me here with these people. I want to be in this history. And it's so dumb. Because, like, Indiana Jones loves history, but he didn't want to interfere. That He didn't want to change anything about it. And this movie, yeah, he just wants to stay there and die because he's an old, miserable man. Yeah, that, that was the biggest, that was my biggest, in terms of a single moment, problem with this movie. It's the part where Indiana Jones, who's had so many options to do things with these, like, 
fantastical supernatural things that have happened to him that he's had access to in his life and he's always been responsible and, and, said no. and now when he's at... 80 i think he'd be more responsible than ever and he's not a young man that's brash he goes yeah i'm just gonna stay here and completely mess up time because i'm selfish it's like what this guy I'm loves just... history like that's his whole thing is history gonna, and he's just gonna here. decide to portray everything he like stood for that makes and like and like and like the goddaughter said you're gonna die because you're gonna get lead poisoning because there's no way to treat you you don't have antibiotics here or anything it's and he, so just wants, he just wants to die and in that year. And the whole reason they did it was just for a goof. They did it for that yeah. for that joke of her cracking him. That was the whole thing. Which is like, ah, wouldn't this be funny? And so they did it. Yeah, so she knocks him out, and then we talk the present day, and Marion comes back, and they start talking. And, and there's no, it doesn't make any sense why Marion's back. Because they saw, essentially, they pulled the Padme, except she didn't die. They, she emotionally died of a broken heart. <laughs> like, she couldn't reconcile with the fact that Mutt died, so her and uh, Indy couldn't get along anymore, and, like, it was done. And then she comes back for no reason just because the goddaughter's like, please. Like, there's no actual reason for her to come back and reconcile things and actually be able to be with Indy again. There's no reason at all. It's just, oh, the goddaughter asked, so she's back. Yeah, that's... Uh, <sighs> not a great movie. I wouldn't recommend it. Um... I just want Disney to stop touching properties that I care about. So Thankfully, this is the last one. I do feel bad for Harrison Ford that this is the last one. He really liked it, and he was so happy during the press tour for this, and it was cool seeing him actually happy promoting a movie and stuff. But, man, I wish he could have which would have been a good movie. It would have been one that could have gone out on a good one. So, yeah. Um, yeah, don't go. See Mission Impossible? Don't see this. Yeah. So, don't give Disney your money. Just, like, keep making crappy-ass movies like this and ruining uh and ruining characters that we care about because they they don't they want to make their own characters and they just want to crap on the old character established characters i feel like this one other than that part at the end where it just went completely against his character i feel like it didn't like do too much character ruining or ruin indie or anything it was just like a bad movie that was the only real aspect of like this is completely against his character and like what he would do other than that it was just like this movie's just bad like it didn't feel as much of a, like a character assassination as like the last jedi it just felt like this is a poorly made movie. Um, uh, but to me. I think, uh, yeah, I guess that's, pro- that's probably it for this podcast. Next week we'll be talking about Oppenheimer and maybe Barbie. We don't have tickets yet for Barbie, so I don't know. See if we can maybe get tickets because uh, of the how our A-list work. We didn't have a free slot. We chose to see Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, what, do you think of that? what do you think of that? The whole internet decided that Margot Robbie is mid now. Like what? I haven't seen in? anyone's. I saw one tweet say that oh, that no, it was yeah. a bait tweet, but that was it. Oh, I see everyone else talking of, about how hot she a is. There's a lot of discussion on the internet now. You must like, be on a different part of Twitter because I, I saw one bait tweet say it, and everyone just roasted that bait tweet saying like this guy's retarded, um, and that was all I saw. I didn't see anything else. All I see from that tour is everyone talking about how much they love everyone and how much they hate C. Muliu. <laughs> I see. He, he's Shang Chi. Oh, oh, him. Yeah, I just see everyone talking about how much they hate that guy. That dude, everyone, everyone liked that movie, but turned on that guy. Why? <laughs> the freaking internet hates. Uh, I don't currently know why, but I know there was a thing of an old Reddit account of his where he essentially said that like gay people are like pedos, but he tried to say it in a good way. He was like, "We need to help them and rehabilitate." Like, like except he didn't mean like not make them gay, but he did. He I can't remember. I read it forever ago. He did some type of par- comparison between pedos and gays <laughs> trying to be pro-gay and people really did not like it i can't remember what it was it was something along those lines on an old red account and that was when like people like hated him but now i think it's just he's lame 
Now I think people just think he's lame and like they don't like him, <laughs> but people I, hate I, that guy. I didn't know that. But, yeah. yeah. Go see Mission Impossible. Yes, go see Mission Impossible. But uh, yeah, that's it for this one. Thank you everyone for listening, and we'll see y'all later.